Hey everybody, what's up? It's uh, it's Tuesday, you know, and we're back in the shoe. Uh, my name is Jordan. I'm your host. This is the X Button Podcast. Welcome once again for the 1700th time, and uh, we're back at it. You know, it's a fucking Tuesday. We're doing our thing. Uh, man, I I'll tell you what, I'm a little loopy today, and I know you're wondering, Jordan, why are you loopy? Well, that's because your boy got another shot of that good old vaccine, and I am fucking. I'm zooted. I'm I'm so exhausted right now. I don't. I'm not like, not as bad as the first time, I guess. But this is like, oh boy, I'm tired. I am tired. Luckily, so far, as of this recording, nothing bad. But I'm just really exhausted now. It might just be because I worked all day, but it is what it is. Uh, how's everybody doing, man? You know, it's. Uh, I feel like the weekend kind of flew by too fast and. Yesterday even kind of flew by too fast, so I kind of wanted to sit a little longer with y'all today and shoot the shit, you know what I'm saying? Get a little bit more time out you. What have I been doing? Well, let's talk about what have I been playing. Of course, I started off the day with some good old Call of Poopy, Cultured Gamer. Of course, I have traveled many globes and traversed many lands, and I land in the heart of the Cold War, in Cold War. And me and my brother were trying to get the Easter egg done on Die Machine or whatever. I think that's what the the map is called. While also the the same name of the items you have to unlock in the map for the Easter egg or whatever. Trying to make it to the end of that, but this time we actually got a couple of the Die Machines and we were going and fucking we were running through it. And then I went down like an idiot, and then Jay went down, and then it quickly fell apart, which is okay. But it's, I mean, you know, it kind of fucking sucks. Uh, we were pretty far into it. Anyways, uh, I had also spent some time working on, I feel like I don't know what to play now, you know? First of all, let's start here. I ordered Kingdom Hearts, like I said on the last podcast, if you haven't heard. I've been playing uh, Smash with Sora, and I had a weird itch to like just give that like franchise a, a try again, basically. Uh, so I ended up getting the game in the mail today, and I put the disc in my PS5, and that shit said for... Uh, 1.5 and 2.5, whatever, you know, 3.65 over two hearts and kingdoms or whatever. I put that in my system and it says it is a total of 116 gigabytes. And as a cultured gamer and having Call of Duty Cold War downloaded already, of course I don't have enough space. Um, so if anybody out there wants to get me a Christmas present of a goddamn SSD, I'm all for it. Just hit me up. You got the email in the description. If you want to donate that, I'm all here for it. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, really, I you know, I the space on the PS5 is horrendous. Even the Xbox Series X has better space. And I think it's like roughly the same size hard drive. It's just I think the OS takes a little bit less or something like that. Either that or like the hard drive's not lying. Where uh, on the PS5, I think they say you get like 800 and then the OS knocks it down to 600. Where the Xbox, you have a, a, I think a terabyte, and then it knocks it down to like 800 gigs. So you have like 200 full extra gigs to work with. So downloading stuff on the Xbox Series X is really not a problem. Maybe if that you had that little like leeway on PlayStation, I think it wouldn't be as bad. Uh, granted, that's probably like my main source of gaming, so I probably have a ton more games than like the average consumer. The average consumer. So uh, it makes sense why like I kind of kind of fill it up a little quicker, but. Overall, you know, I kind of wish it would be a little bit more lenient and ugh, fuck, man. I just wish I had more space. I don't know. 
it's tough to talk about. I don't want to talk about it. It's really personal because, uh, you know, I just want to download stuff. Not to mention the, the fucking videos I've been recording. I record so many, like, gameplay vids on there that I'm pretty sure probably a good, like, 60 gigs is just videos. Which, why can't we, why can't we allocate that to, like, a, you know, an external hard drive or something? I know we can, like, move stuff to hard drives, but I don't know if you can, like, straight up record all your stuff to a hard drive, which... If you could separate that kind of stuff, that'd be dope. I assume it has something to do with like how the system performs. It probably isn't really possible, but I would rather have that. You know, I know you can use uh, you can use it for playing like PS4 games and stuff, but it seems like there's not a lot of love for. And then on top of that, I don't have like a lot of PS4 games downloaded. I feel like most of the stuff that's taking up space is PS5 games. Uh, I suppose I can install this Kingdom Hearts on a hard drive. That's actually not a bad idea. I might do that, and I'll be able to play it. Because it's not benefiting from the fast loading anyway, so whatever. But uh, I'll still be getting the performance out of the PS5, so it still works. It works. It's a win-win. Uh, I was making a, a bigger dent into Far Cry 6. I told you guys that I've been playing that for a while. feels like the game is a lot longer than I thought. So going into that, definitely had uh, expectations I was going to be a lot quicker. But it seems like it is dragging on and on. And it's not totally a bad thing. It's mainly because... You know, you get lost in that game. You you got to go clear out other F and D caches and stuff, and uh, all these other like checkbox stuff on the map, and just clearing them. Clearing the map is very annoying in that game. I'll say that much. One big gripe I have is like, until you unlock the, I think it's like the hideout uh, camp part in your camp or whatever, the hideout tent, it uh, automatically calls out like different hideout spots that you can just instantly fast travel to. Without that, you got to like drive, you have to drive over the land because if you fly over any land, it doesn't uncover anything until you land on the ground, which I think is so dumb. And there's a lot to uncover. So you don't even know where these bases are until you kind of stumble upon them. And then there's a lot of faux bases around there where they're just like red boundaries that have uh, enemies, a bunch of enemies in it, but they're not really like a F&D cache or a base. So they're kind of just there for like more fodder. They don't clarify that, so... You know, moving around and navigating can be kind of confusing. It's kind of annoying. I don't know. That's just where I am with Far Cry 6. I really want to just, like, clear the Platinum and just get it out of my way. But this Platinum is taking a long time. And I'm definitely getting, like, Far Cry fatigue from playing it this long. Uh, and it, it also may be because I'm, like, trying to mainline it. I'm just trying to, like, you know, run through it. Uh, but And I finished Ted Lasso today, if you want to know what I've been watching. So I don't have anything to watch while I play it anymore because I don't care about the story anymore. So... It is a it is a slog at this point. I know I'm getting closer to the end. I just cleared out. I think I have like one more kind of like lieutenant to go through, and then I'll be on like the Anton Castillo mission list, which I think is like three missions, and that's the end. So we'll see. I just I, I want to see like how fast I can get the plat after the completing the game because I I feel like there's a lot of like miscellaneous trophies that I just have to like go do in different places, which is kind of annoying. Uh, also don't know how difficult the last trophy is. I need to look up a trophy got on that. Anyways, we talked about trophies enough on that one episode recently. Uh, I definitely want to kind of do another one about trophies, but I just don't know what yet. I think I'm going to plan something a little bit more diverse from tomorrow. I'm going to think about it at work and stuff. And, uh, yeah, I want to get some, like, I want to get some more in-depth conversation type episodes this week. Definitely want to provide some, like, meteor content. Hey, yo. Meteor content and uh, not meteor content, but meteor content just to kind of, you know, it's good quality. You know, it's better, uh, better episodes. There ain't nothing wrong with that. Uh, but I, I'd like to get like a little, 
you know, some topics and stuff to talk about. I know today we are definitely talking about the Halo campaign event that happened today. It was very short. It was like 20 minutes, I believe. Um, but it fucking ew. But it was, uh, you know, it was interesting to say the least. I will say that my overall impressions, I don't think it was drastically far from what we had seen before, which kind of sucks. I think like some of the graphics look kind of weird. It doesn't look as smooth as like say a Forza or anything. And it kind of makes sense that they're like, they delayed the co-op feature of campaign and the forge mode. Um, Cause there's like weird shit going on with lighting. It seems like some of the transitions in between some of the scenes were weird or like cut together or spliced together. Looks a little weird. Um, but the overall gameplay, you know, it, it seems like the world looks very interesting and what they're kind of providing to do in that world looks interesting with the bases and stuff. It's going to be kind of weird to play that with Halo. Um, but the game looks like a video game, you know? I think the coolest thing he did that was like unique to this one was like he used the hookshot to pull a bomb and then he tossed it at this big canister. He has a blow up. So traversing the land looks very interesting. It does look beautiful landscape wise. But when he's like up close hitting people or like, you know, seeing these enemies in like a bigger scope area, it feels like it it's it feels like it's rendering all the characters in like weird lights. I noticed like the AI they show, which I don't think they give a name. I might be wrong about that. I think they did give a name. Sorry about that. But whatever uh whatever her fucking name is, she is animated very well. Her facial expressions are really, really great. Um But I mean that leads to like are they going to try to milk the whole Cortana thing in the story? I mean, and then part of the open world features is he's at this base and he spawns in a vehicle, which is, the, I think it's the Wasp is what it's called. And it just drops and scrapes the ground. Are all the vehicles going to get damaged whenever you drop them in? That's an interesting question. I don't know. Because that was a little weird. Um, but the landscape, the landscape is beautiful. I'll say that much. The landscape is very, very beautiful. It looks like it's running well when he's flying around. Uh, I don't think there's going to be a lot of like frame issues or anything like that in terms of content, but, um, at least when it comes out, but I think the most interesting thing about the game so far outside of them changing the look of Craig, the fucking brute is that you can upgrade master chief himself a bunch. And that, that actually makes it very interesting. It makes it look a little bit more diverse and different from the multiplayer. So I'm excited about that part. You know, uh, you can add like thrusters to your suit to where you can kind of like thrust around like halo five a bit. Um, so that looks pretty interesting. I don't know how like boss battles are going to work in the game. That's what I'm kind of curious about, or if there are going to be some like some type of boss battle. Because uh, so far from the trailer or the this preview, it looks like it kind of gives me like Far Cry vibes in a way, which is kind of upsetting. I think that's my may, that might be why I'm like not crazy high on this preview, uh, because. It just looks like you're clearing out bases and stuff. And I'm doing that so much right now. That's a bummer. But obviously, this could be a lot more fun and interesting in, you know, in Halo. And they do show a boss battle, uh, which is pretty interesting. And they also show a return of that Halo 3 vehicle, which I think is called the... Not the skewer. It's called the chopper. The chopper... Uh, I don't think that was in Halo 4 and Halo 5. So it's kind of interesting to see that come back. Uh, and I'm kind of curious to see like what else is going to come back in this game. You know, they show they show a decent amount of stuff in this Halo campaign thing, and they kind of show the main villain, um, and they kind of show like your purpose and like what's going on with Cortana. You're basically trying to figure out what happened to Cortana. 
Um, but I wonder if like the whole story is going to be based around that, you know, or if he's going to like kind of accept the fact that he's with this new AI and Cortana, uh, either like maybe she evolved into Cortana or something or she gets upgraded into Cortana. She's been Cortana the whole time. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, it's, I would say, um, overall underwhelming in my opinion. I was expecting more because it, it felt like they just showed more of what they showed last year, which kind of sucks. Um, but I think the overall presentation was better done in this format versus what it was last time. Because last time, a lot of people left with uh, question marks on, like, is the game really going to look like that? And, of course, now no, now we know that it's not going to look like that fully because this new trailer shows that it's definitely running better. It's definitely prettier. But it seems like the overall gameplay is the same. You're in an open fucking canyon doing a bunch of Halo stuff, clearing out bases, um, and doing like, it seems like little espionage type missions, but, uh, I wonder how that's going to be serviced by the grand scale of the game. They say this is like not open world, but open areas. So I wonder what the other areas look like. Cause they've only shown this area so far. Um, but I mean, if the gameplay feels like the multiplayer feels, I hope it, it kind of carries over that like element of fun and like classic halo style into the story. I'm also curious to whether or not the upgrades you get for Master Chief are going to translate well or even be possible into multiplayer. Because I know in the multiplayer preview we've played so far, um, the answer is no. It's basically uh, ground up, everybody's on equal playing fields, which obviously that's how it would be. But um, I would assume there would be some type of mode, maybe Forge or uh, you know special modes where they can in- integrate the thrust or different features from campaign. Um, but if they're not, that's fine. I just feel like that the switching over is going to be jarring for the couple people who play campaign go, all right, I want to take a break. Let me go play some multiplayer. And then you're like, why, why am I not thrusting or whatever? And then you go back to campaign. You forget that you can thrust, you know, I don't know how jarring that's going to be because it seems like, uh, you're kind of like cutting away features for the multiplayer. It's, it feels weird. Um, or it could just be that they figured they, there wasn't enough there last time they showed it and they tossed on all these features. Uh, who knows? But the game comes out in, I think, December. I don't remember. There's also somebody named Jaga Hermdomnite Her, Her or something, which is a fucking, like, Arbiter, evil Arbiter-type character that uh, has, like, two dual-blade-type setups. And apparently that's going to be, like, your rival in the story. It looks interesting. They show some like new creatures and beings or whatever. I am, well, I guess it's like a boss fight. It looks like some type of alien you're fighting. Like I said, I, I'm just curious to see how this integrates into like the open world aesthetic uh, and what what that means for the game. Um, but we'll see. Also, they like that companion he meets in the first reveal trailer. I forgot his name, uh, but he. I'm curious to like what his role in the game is. If you have an AI already. And what is his, what is his purpose? What does he want? How is that going to serve the story? Uh, maybe, maybe that's all he is. is just like some guy you're with and he's there to like serve the story somehow. But I don't know. Like I said, it comes out on game pass on December 8th. So, you know, Halo Infinite's going to be dope. I think the multiplayer is going to be fun. The story looks okay, but I think it's going to be no pun intended, a far cry from what Halo five was. Um, and I, I really don't see how you can go wrong with that, to be honest, because uh, 
I think the better they do on this campaign is kind of setting up the rest of the future for this series. I think this would be, I guess it might not be the last like straw for, for like most gamers, but you know, we'll see, we'll see how it all goes. Uh, the Nintendo switch online expansion pass is now live. Ooh. So if you guys want to spend more money to get old games, that's available now. Um, Definitely not the war- oh, fuck man. I guess it it's pretty bad done. You know, it's pretty pretty badly done. I assume there's probably too many like things in stone to kind of switch that pricing so far. Unless it was like nobody was buying it. But uh we'll see how sorry, I had to take off a fucking band-aid. We'll see how uh how many people lift that band-aid <laughs> of the Nintendo Switch online expansion pass. Simply because I had already gone over over it with Jay on a previous episode. But I think the value that they're providing in the expansion pass is not enough to warrant the price. I think these games are a little older. It's not a full library. And I think even the NES and SNES were losing value enough to where, if anything, these should have technically supplemented what the NES and SNES are not doing anymore. Uh, just because they're new consoles doesn't mean it's like... I assume it would take more more work to probably port these to the system. Or, you know, maybe less work. I'm not sure. But, um, you know, they're, they're older titles. I don't, I don't see why it would be that tough to compare, comparatively translate that over to a, you know, to a modern console. But I guess you have different controllers. You know, Nintendo's a little weird in that regard. But, um, you know, we'll see how it goes. We'll see if a lot of people get it. I'm interested to see the numbers on this thing simply because it's, a value that I don't think is warranted. I don't think, I think at, at most I would have paid like 15 extra a year. Um, cause you got to remember at the end of the day, the online service has not improved. It is the same online service. There's no benefit. Uh, not to mention part of the value is also the animal crossing, happy home decorator DLC, uh, which is an awesome value. Cause I think that's like 25 alone. Um, so if you're planning on get that, you might as well get this expansion or whatever and call it a day until next year and then cancel it if you don't want it anymore. But it seems a little crazy that they try to pad that in there when a lot of people don't have Animal Crossing. I know a lot of people do, but there are a lot of players that don't and they may want the N64 and it kind of feels like you're making me buy extra stuff just to get this service. Um, and it definitely felt like they knew that the price was kind of off going into it. So they were like, hey, let's pad it out with this free DLC uh, from our first party title. Uh, the question is, are they going to add more in the future? And this is basically what I said on the other pod was like, if they pad out that, that value a little more, add more DLC or next year, give a, a new DLC pack for maybe like the next, you know, maybe Pokemon Arceus has by next November or October, a DLC pack that you can add in, add into it then or something. Um, but I think either way, you're kind of like isolating part of the audience that is, that is getting it to where the value is just not there for a lot of people. And I'm one of them. I even play Animal Crossing and I, I don't plan on getting that DLC at least yet. Um, but the fact that it's included in this, I'm just like, yeah, it's like an added benefit for me, but I don't, I just don't feel the need. I, I, I don't see the need at all. I'm not playing any of the Sega games. I know that much. So technically I would only be playing for the N64 games at that point. And I've been there, done that on those. And it's not even like the updated Ocarina of Time that you could easily play on like 3DS or something. That's like an overall better experience in that, in that regard. Um, it seems like they are definitely the fucking... You know, they're the N64 games. Don't get it twisted. But 
uh, why not, you know, why not put Ocarina and Majora's in a, a $40, you know, releasable title? Like, you you know, you sold the fucking, the Mario All-Stars for, I think, 60 um, I believe. I, I may be wrong on that price. But still, it's like, you, you sold those. Why can't you sell Ocarina and Majora's together? Especially for Zelda's 35th anniversary. It, it's, it's, it all makes sense. But just to kind of, like, chunk off the fucking N64 port, it's a little lazy. I think it's just... They didn't want to do it because they knew they were bringing N64 to it. And also, you know, where are the other games like 007 and shit like that. So we will see on that. It is kind of a bummer. I wanted um, I wanted more for this expansion pass. But, you know, at the end of the day, it is what it is. I don't think we're going to get anything crazy out of it. Um, but hopefully, hopefully we see you know, evolve into something better or maybe more valuable. I'm not sure, but, uh, you know, we'll see. You know what topic I actually did want to talk about that I don't think I covered so far is God of War coming to PC. Uh, I've seen that a couple different groups of people online have made it a thing to like hate on this idea that this like Sony exclusive is coming to PC and, you know, not being exclusive anymore. You got to remember that games being exclusive only really helps the platform that it's exclusive on. I don't think it matters that much. And you know what happens when they kind of spread it out as well? They make more money. So uh, you get better games theoretically as long as they <laughs> as long as they use that money correctly. I would assume they would need to use it cor- correctly to stay afloat, but then you got you know different companies doing kind of shadier shit, but all in all God of War coming to PC is an amazing thing. I think I think God of War on PC, first of all, you get possibly some mods, which is going to be interesting. And on top of that, you got to also remember that some of these these games that get ported, like Horizon when it ported, it's full price. It's not like discounted or anything. It's like a full $60. And uh, you can still play it cheaper on console if you wanted to do that experience. But there's nothing wrong with... And then like on top of that, you get to see these games like running at their peak performance. There's, you know, I don't see the, I don't see the issue here, but I, I did see a lot of people just complaining about it in general, how like, oh, you know, Sony games are, they're going to be on everything soon. And when has that ever hurt Xbox? Like Xbox, obviously Xbox isn't the leading gaming platform. Of course we know this, but they have successfully launched multiple since Xbox one, uh, first party games on PC and Xbox day one. And that hasn't hurt their bottom line at all. In fact, it's only kind of bettered it with the fucking invention of game pass. And uh, now you get it on PC and console on game pass day one for just a monthly fee. Like it's insane. And I know obviously it's a different story. They have a lot of more money. They have obviously more subscribers now for that. So it's a thriving business. But I think what I'm getting at is, this isn't hurting really anything in terms of you being a Sony fanboy and it being on a different console. You got to remember that God of War is one of, at least in my opinion, this is, I guess is my opinion, but I'm sure a lot of people share it. God of War uh, 2018 is like one of the best games ever made uh, in terms of storytelling and sort of in terms of dynamic uh, combat, the progression system. The uh, pacing of the story is actually very well. It has references to the lineage lineage of Kratos and also brings in a ton of new stuff with the Leviathan Axe and Atreus 
and how that world interacts with Kratos. They tie it in perfectly, and it's done well. It's one of the best games on PlayStation 4, if not the best game on PlayStation 4. And um, obviously, it's hard to say it's opinionated. You might like Ghost more or Last of Us or anything like that, but... Uh, fucking, I'm waiting for the PS5 port of God of War. Like, I, I, I wanna, I wanna have a reason to hit up that trophy list again. I know they kind of updated it to where it's 60 frames and it's, it's a, uh, it's uh slightly updated. But go ahead and get, just give me that trophy list. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead and pop that PS5 trophy list one time, because that game is, it needs to be seen by more people. Uh, and it's already been seen by millions. But I, I, I personally love it so much that I think. Corey Barlog's work and that team's work needs to be seen by more people. They need all the praise in the world. It is fantastically done. The voice actors are fucking amazing on it. The gameplay itself is just like so deep. It can make you feel something. It can make you cry. It can make you uh, happy. It can make you uh, worried. Like it's, it pulls all the emotions and it does it all in like one linear, one, like one linear game. As well as doing technical impress, technically impressive stuff like a single camera angle where the camera doesn't really shift. And had they had they done that on the PS5 only, it probably wouldn't even need some of the, like the trickery that they do, where like maybe it gets dark in a room. Obviously, that's probably a load time uh, where the camera like gets really close to like a rock or something. It's probably a load time or something, something quick. Um, but for the most part, the camera stays; it doesn't cut at all outside of those like little tricks they do or like something's like wiping over a screen and it loads like more stuff. It does a lot of loading tricks into it. So, you know, I think PC players just got a big old dub. I'm, I fully support it. I think bring more, bring more PS five and PS four games to PC. I will say, I think it needs to maintain the infrastructure that like Xbox does where you, you can still interact and play with your, uh, Xbox console counterparts where like you can do an Xbox party on PC and talk directly to people on Xbox. You can play Xbox games on PC directly with people on Xbox. They need that infrastructure on PlayStation. Uh, so far they've only done it with single player campaigns. So it's hard to tell what that's going to look like whenever they do a multiplayer game or if they ever do a multiplayer game, but whenever they do it, they need some type of connection between PS4, PS5 and PC. Um, but in terms of these single player experiences, I'm all for it, man. That's fucking awesome. Um, God, imagine it being 2021 and you haven't experienced that yet. And you've just been like, you, you know, obviously maybe you're not a console player and you just play PC games. You're getting one of the best games possibly of all time dropped onto your console. That's like huge news. So I, I wanted to talk about it a bit because I was like, I had to add some things to say because I noticed a lot of people were like negative on it. And I was like. This is amazing. Obviously, people in the industry are very happy for it, um, which makes sense because they they understand that these games and the teams who make these games and all the time it takes to make these games and the money and the fucking the work they do uh, tends to just come out and die. Like regardless if it's the best game ever, it depreciates in in uh, popular. I guess. Not everything in popularity, because like people still praise like Portal Two, but it's obviously not in the hive mind of people now. So that that uh, that wave, it it just becomes like a twenty dollar bargain bin game at some point, and that's kind of what God of War was at, at like now, uh, which is kind of crazy because like I said, it's like one of the best things ever. So 
seeing that get a second life on a new system uh, this late in the game, especially after like years after it came out, I don't doubt that it's going to be $60. I don't see why it would be any less. I would still charge $60 for that. Um, I get that it's an older game. It's three. I think it's only three years old, but it's, it's three years old. It's not like fucking, uh, you know, it's nothing crazy. Like, I don't know, bringing a 20 year old system back and putting it on a, an online service and charging you extra, you know what I'm saying? Over double, you know what I'm saying? It's not doing anything crazy like that, but it's still, you know, a one-time purchase and you get to experience one of the, one of the greatest games ever. And I'm, I can't wait to see what the mod community does with this game. I know it's like weird to say, uh, and the possibilities, I don't know if they're going to be able to like do some type of trickery to make it like a, a blasting 4k. Are they going to get fast loading on this bitch because of some people's, some people having like the newer SSDs, you know, what does this look like on PC? It's going to be awesome. Uh, also, what is that going to feel like on keyboard and mouse, which is weird, but you know, there's that, uh, could you somehow, well, probably not dual sense support but uh you know the different peripherals uh, like keyboard and mouse or like different controllers there's a world of things that kind of comes with this being ported to pc and that's great and the next question i want to know is like what's going to be next what comes next uh i think obviously bloodborne i think that's rumored right now to be the next pc port alongside a 60 frames update for consoles which I'm all for. That game needs to be... That game is one of the best performing FromSoft games. And uh, it seems to get like no love from the company that made it. And I think at this point, the reason why we don't have 60 frames or anything like that, or like any PS5 port or you know any update to it, I think it's simply because these rumors are true. I feel like the rumors of it being either remade are true or the rumors that... Um, there's a sequel coming out or, you know, a PC port, something weird and different that kind of pushes it to have that like reason to be like, all right, it's being pushed again. Everybody's going to be on it. Also, if you want to go back to it on console, since you know, you don't have to buy all these things, here's a free update. Here's a PS five update, or here is a 60 frames flat update, you know, or here's a bloodborne director's cut. Like they typically do with all the DLCs. That is ridiculous how that's not being supported more. Uh, I remember when Bloodborne came out, it wasn't like the highest of praise. Um, but then over time, people started like talking about it like crazy. Obviously, people got into it late. I know I remember listening to the podcast last year and people were still getting into Bloodborne and talking about how they're addicted to it and da 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 da. da. Uh, and for some people, it's their first from Soft Souls game. So it, it kind of is like a, it's like a gate to this world of Souls games. And. It's limited, and it's similar to how like Demon Souls was kind of limited to the PS3 before they remade it for the PS5. Uh, I'd like to see a, a Bloodborne PS5 remake of that level, but I doubt Bluepoint is working on that. Rumors are out there that Bluepoint might be working on the sequel, just as like the new game that they're working on, because they never said new IP. That it that would be interesting. I think Bluepoint getting to play after digging into all those codes from those like veteran developers and stuff. I feel like they're, they can't do wrong. And on top of that, the graphics, since they're so great at fucking making the games perform well, shall the Colossus fucking, uh, demon souls. It just, it, they've done such impressive, impressive work that, I mean, all you, all you have to do to kind of like have faith in blue point is look at demon souls on a 4k HDR TV 
with or on, you know on a PS5 and just look at that fucking thing. Walk around the areas. Uh, it is technically uh, obviously things have kind of come close, like Ratchet and Clank a little bit, but even those have like wonky little things to it. Demon Souls seems to be the best performing and the best looking game on PS5 I've played so far. Um, just the look of the rocks, the fucking, it looks like you're walking around and like the smoke is hitting your face. Like it, the demons have like fucking smoke coming out of, or like steam coming out of their, you know, their mouth and stuff. And it just aerates into the air and, oh fuck. Like that, that game is, is crafted so well, uh, after it being not the best crafted game on PS3. So it's such an improvement. And I would like to see that happen. I would like to see PC ports for Last of Us. I don't see why there's not more love for that. You know, that's like a, that's a whole thing. I mean, that's a big franchise. Weird that that's not getting more love as well. Obviously, it got a 60 frames update, but this is like first party, you know, Sony. So I'm kind of interested in the why there's not some type of director's cut for Last of Us 2 uh, or Last of Us 1 even, you know, something something along those lines that they can put out and keep the franchise kind of going. Uh, there's obviously rumors about the multiplayer that they're working on that is still in development. Nothing new on that lately. It's just been pretty quiet. So maybe on the state of play on Wednesday, tomorrow, we'll be able to see what happens for that because that's uh, that's not really what I expect. I, I don't know what to expect from tomorrow's state of play. But, uh, you know, thir- Thursday's episode will have those details simply because I record these the night before and this, it'll be, you know, Obviously, this is it'll be recorded tomorrow's episode will be recorded before. Uh, maybe we can run down some possibilities of what to look at for or look for at that showing. Uh, I'll be honest, I don't really know what to expect because they kind of pushed everything into 2022 and they said that a lot of the things they're announcing are things that are uh, like updates and stuff, so and some new titles. So it's kind of hard to predict these things when you don't know what they are. So we will see what that's like on Wednesday. I appreciate the shit out of you guys for sticking with me and checking out the podcast every day. If you don't like today's episode, you'll like tomorrow's episode. Uh, We only get better on this podcast. I know it doesn't sound like it sometimes, but we do. We're slowly improving, and uh, we'll be back tomorrow. I'm glad you guys stuck with me. I am dead-ass tired. I'm going to go get some sleep now, and I appreciate it. I'll see you tomorrow.